The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome back to the Guys and Ties podcast. This is Dustin. I have Rob on the phone, and we are doing our yearly tradition of a full season breakdown. And this this is what the people want, right? This is what the people come here for, full season breakdown, all the games, predictions, and a, a, a win-loss count for the end of the season. Rob, uh, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? And are you excited about this football season? Dude, well, last question first. I am very excited about this football season. Uh-huh. Last season, you know, last season just didn't feel the same. Just mm-hmm. no fans. It was like different. It was just totally different vibe. So I'm so ready for really like our first, you know, quote unquote, real football season yeah. since 2019. Which we won the Coastal. So that's exciting. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm pumped to do that. Did, was there a winner in the coastal last year like did they declare a winner there was not no because um they didn't do divisions last year that's right which was like their way of like letting notre dame in that's right you're right yeah i forgot about that teams notre dame and clemson so so the the coastal chaos is still up for grabs, right? Because in the past, oh, absolutely, since two thousand champions, we are defending coastal champions. <laughs> since two thousand nineteen, there were, or in two thousand nineteen, it had been seven different teams in seven different years for coastal champions, which I think is pretty crazy if you think about it. And I think people see it as kind of a joke, but the coastal division is just kind of wonky and weird because we don't have a Clemson. Miami is always supposed to be good but never really is and then there's always a team that that comes through so it's it's exciting and you know i'm not sure who's gonna win this year but i think virginia should have a chance if we win a few of these games yeah as we'll talk about the the schedule is difficult without question and not only is it difficult with difficult teams just doesn't line up that well Mm -hmm. so while i am optimistic on this team and obviously we'll go through all of this it it will be a difficult path especially you know a big consideration as well will be how good unc and miami actually are yeah as kind of the two preseason favorites in the coastal yeah yeah north carolina and miami already ranked uh, in a preseason poll North Carolina's at 10, Miami's at 14, Notre Dame's at 9. We play all three of those teams. I actually saw someone pick UNC in their um, playoff uh, bracket for the college football playoffs as the as the four seed. So I, I don't know who it was, but I think they're crazy. I don't think Carolina's <laughs> that good. I mean, um, you know, they've got a good quarterback, and that's pretty much it. But we'll get to them in a little bit. But first, I do want to talk about our sponsors from Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, talk to athletes, and talk to insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, 
which is free on the iOS app store. You create a profile, link your Twitter, and you join whatever groups you want so that you can discuss all the sports that you want. Come and uh, share your takes on Spotify Green Room. UVA football is the softest bunch of cream puffs, bow tie wearing, brie cheese eating, NASCAR wearing wussies I've ever seen in my life. I'm going to punch people from UVA right in the neck. They wear suits to games. <laughs> That's absurd. Let's go ahead and start off with that first team, Saturday, September 4th. That is against William & Mary. Uh, Rob, how do you feel about opening against William & Mary? I'm excited for it, man. Um, obviously, just like to begin with, just back in person football, it'll be great to be back in the stadium, mm-hmm. back tailgating, have fans back, and hopefully a good little tune-up game too. Uh, you know, I think we... You know, I should have pulled up the 2019 uh, schedule before I did this, but I know we mm-hmm. beat them bad the last time we played them in the 2019 opener. Yeah, and you know, for as good of a guy as Mike London is, it felt good to kind of just beat that program mm-hmm. like pretty, pretty good. So hopefully, it's not too stressful. We'll see a lot of backup players in the game. You know, potentially depending on if we rework the defense or not to the three-three-five, we might see a little bit of it, or the mm-hmm. staff might choose to hide some of it. So there will be some interesting storylines going, but hopefully the game will be a bit of a snoozer and Virginia will roll. Yes. What are you thinking on this game? You know, I think it's interesting because the last time we played them, you're right, it was a a really kind of lopsided game, 52-17. to 17, And I'm looking forward to seeing what this team is made of, kind of a nice tune-up for the whole season, nice warm-up game. You know, NFL has all this preseason. I was watching some preseason today. Been watching Hard Knocks, which is great. And I, Have you watched Hard Knocks this year? I actually haven't. It's the Cowboys, right? Yeah. So I was wondering, because you're a football team fan, and I know how you feel about the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, I've watched a bit of the uh, football team games the past few nights, although okay. the last one was real bad last night. But no, I haven't seen any of Hard Knocks yet this okay. year. Well, it's been pretty... I mean, it's always entertaining, and they make it they make it fun, but... You know, preseason is really a good way for the NFL teams to to get into it. But like, for a lot of like college teams, just like, all right, let's start playing. You know, they have some spring training, and then they've got summer camp, and then they just go. So, like against William and Mary, that's kind of a nice preseason game. You know, we'll get to see some things. We'll see how our guys do. We'll see a new defense, hopefully. So I think the first game is a really good way to set the tone. Yeah, absolutely. Especially considering week two is all of a sudden a little bit more interesting with yeah. Illinois winning their opening game. So yeah. we'll we'll level set week one. I think we both have UVA winning. <laughs> so then, yeah. you know, we have our first five games. Four of them are at night. Mm-hmm. And the only one that isn't is this 11 a.m. kickoff, which is going to drive yeah, me crazy. It's insane. Illinois week two. It, that's a crazy. I've never seen a kickoff at 11 a.m. like like on the East Coast. So that's that's insane. Um, but it is on ACC Network, which I guess is 
the reason why. Um, dude, if you're if you live in California and you're a UVA fan, you better plan to get up at eight or before eight on a Saturday to start watching some football. So yeah, have fun with that. <laughs> yeah, that sucks, but yeah, I think I mean, you know, Illinois looked good. They looked fine on Saturday. I don't know if you watched. Did you watch any of the game against Nebraska, Illinois and Nebraska? I, I caught bits and pieces of it, but not a whole lot. I saw the end and then a little bit here and there in the yeah. first half. Yeah, I think it was just more of a Nebraska messing up a lot rather than um, rather than Illinois looking really good. But I think, you know, it was a first game, and so they'll probably take away some good things from it. You know, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, um, how they do. They do have another game this week before before they play us. So they'll play uh, UTSA uh, at uh, seven thirty this Saturday. But you know, it'll be, it's it's nice because we've already seen a little bit more than than they've seen of us. We'll have more tape on them. The other thing is they're going to be more warmed up. They're going to be more ready to go. Uh, Rob, how do you think it's going to go uh, against Illinois? Yeah, as you alluded to, it's a double-edged sword that mm-hmm. they play two games before we play. Uh, what? So they have two games. We only play one before we meet. Right. So, you know, right. Like you said, we'll have more tape on them. We'll know their tendencies a bit more, especially for them, a big game against Nebraska. They probably mm-hmm. showed a lot of what they have in the playbook already. Yeah. You know, the flip side of that is that, they're two games in, now three games in, coming in against UVA. Mm-hmm. They might have a little less rust than we do, even with our tune-up against William & Mary. They might be a bit better prepared. Yeah. I'll tell you, I think I was always a bit nervous with this game. You know, Illinois, they haven't been great recently. Lovey Smith was their coach. This is the first year with Brett Bielma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you expected a transition there. But their ability – to win that week one game against Nebraska, it caught my eye because I was expecting this game to be competitive anyway. 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. kick. I'm sure Scott Stadium isn't going to be the most packed in the world. It, I know it's going to be UVA. so difficult to get the students there at 11 a.m. Oh, for it was Illinois. To get there when it was at noon. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think it's going to be a pretty close game. I think Virginia comes out on top. You know, maybe call it like a 24-17. 28 21 something mm-hmm. like that but i think it's going to be relatively low scoring and i think it's going to be competitive the whole way i don't yeah. picture this as a game that virginia can just cruise by i think yeah. they should win and i think they will win but i think this is going to be pretty difficult what do, what do you think right now you, you know i mean the the thing about illinois so i'm looking at their offense right now their quarterback uh, his name is sikowski he had he was 12 of 15 for 124 124 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, one sack. Uh, 45 of those yards came on one pass, and so he's not. He he's not he's efficient, but he's not going to be throwing a lot. Like he's not like a Brennan Armstrong kind of guy, you know. Um, they they used a lot of rushers. They had 48 different rushing attempts with uh with uh, eight different rushers, so. You know they're they're a team that's gonna that, that's gonna rush the ball a lot. I think that their quarterback is probably not the best quarterback, so it'll be good to see against a defense that is hopefully 
pretty good on the pass rush. And so I'm excited to see. I agree with you. I think we come out on top here. I just, you know, it's so difficult to judge a team like Illinois who has been so out of the so out of the conversation for so long, you know? Like we can talk like like we don't know how Clemson's going to be a very oh, we don't even play Clemson. But like Notre Dame's going to be a super different team this year than last year cuz you know they lose Ian Book. There was a couple other guys, but we know pretty much what we're going to get with Notre Dame. Illinois, I'm like pretty much like, I'm not sure what we're going to get with <laughs> Illinois. You know, uh, I just, yeah, I just, I'm not quite sure. But I think we're going to yeah. win. That's my guess. It's at home. I'm excited for it. Well, we do know a Brett, about Brett Bielma, you know, with his history at Arkansas and Wisconsin is mm-hmm. that he likes physical football. And mm-hmm. on offense, they're going to try to run the ball. It's they're, going to have physical lines the question really i mean as we know with uva and bronco in his first year how long does it take for it to you know get set in stone if it ever does so yeah we'll see we'll see about how quickly they're able to transition under bielma but regardless i think we both have a win here albeit a difficult one so i think we have uva 2-0 and right now heading into a critical really really big week three matchup at north carolina you know i'll i'll say about i'll say one last thing about illinois i'll say that you know if we struggle in this game i think it's gonna you know raise some concerns for the whole year so i think it's really important for the team to look good against illinois and not make a lot of mistakes because i think if we do you know illinois is not a highly regarded program and then we go into a game at north carolina which is the presumed favorite of the coastal this year I think that if we struggle against Illinois, I think that a lot of people are going to be like, maybe just write this team off. That that's a that's a thought I might have. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and I think it'd be easy for us to try to overlook that game as yeah. well, knowing North Carolina is the following week. Exactly, and speaking of North Carolina, we play at Chapel Hill, seven thirty p.m. Oldest rivalry in the South. We're on ACC Network, Rob. How do you feel about going into this game at UNC? You know, this is a game where I think it's so interesting because UNC, even though they really haven't had this national level success on the field, Mm -hmm. they've had this national level of success recruiting, which has made them their fan base, their program, I think a little arrogant, a little cocky maybe. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I understand why they were voted the preseason favorites in the Coastal. I don't understand how people think they might be Clemson for the championship game but yeah we'll stick to this week three matchup here so anyway you have that storyline of this UNC rising but then you have UVA 4-0 the past four games against UNC mm-hmm. and Mac Brown in particular yeah so I find it difficult to kind of wrap my head around this sometimes because each of the past two years especially I thought going into the games North Carolina was definitely going to beat us yeah I would say on the road I think, you know, we know UVA struggles on the road, one of the best teams at home in the country and one of the worst teams on the road in the country. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be all geared up for this game. But I do think at some point North Carolina is going to beat UVA. And my gut says it's probably more likely than not that UNC comes out ahead. I would consider this game a shootout for yeah. sure. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. just knowing UVA struggles on the road, I'm inclined to think North Carolina is going to win this game. Well, dude, I mean, you think about last year, you know, we go into the game versus North Carolina at home on Halloween. It's uh, we're one in four 
at that point. We've lost four in a row to Clemson, North NC State, Wake Forest, and Miami. Of course, at this point, Armstrong's been in and out of the lineup, and we've used like four different quarterbacks. And the game against North Carolina is a shootout. It's 44-41. It was an insane game, right? I mean, the whole game was crazy. And we had, you know, Howell threw for 443 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Brennan had three touchdowns, one interception, but we also had three touchdowns on the ground. It was just a lot. Um, And I expect nothing different from this year, right? Our secondary, as we talked about last time, is probably the weakest position unit on the team this year, just for, for different reasons. And... Sam Howell's one of the probably one of the top rated quarterback prospects for the NFL draft next year. And, you know, he's got some weapons all around him. I think that, you know, if I think our first loss is probably going to come here at UNC, just based on the talent level on the Carolina offense. But man, I, I think that we could, if we can run with them, it might be a really fun game. Definitely. One other thing about, I guess, two other things about last year's game. One, yeah, not only had UDA lost four in a row heading into that game, we also didn't have Lavelle Davis in that game. I think he was out with COVID. Oh, so okay. That was just another thing that UDA overcome to win that to win that game. Yeah. But also with last year, I actually rewatched this game fairly recently. Okay. And as you alluded to, UNC put up tons of points. I mean, our defense couldn't stop them. Mm-hmm. But what was really the reason UVA won is because they were better at situational football. Yeah. You know, UNC had some puzzling plays at the end before halftime where they had the ball on like the two yard line and somehow didn't get a touchdown or mm-hmm. a field goal. They had a muff punt. They had another turnover that was untimely and UVA capitalized on every single one of those mistakes. And I think that's going to be the way Virginia is going to have to win this game too. Yeah. You know, it's not a secret from recruiting rankings, UNC, is more talented than UVA. I think this UVA roster is really solid, but they don't quite have the dynamic, the explosive difference makers that UNC has on both sides of the ball. Mm -hmm. So I think in order for UVA to win this game, they have to really capitalize on those opportunities. I'm not saying it can't happen, but for this prediction, I'm still sticking with UVA losing its first game of the season at Chapel Hill. Yeah, one thing I think that goes with for us is I'm not sure, and maybe you can correct me on this, but I'm not sure UNC's defense is all that good. Um, you know, their offense is really explosive. They have a great quarterback, but you don't hear a lot about their defense. And maybe this year, you know, with their recruiting coming up and Mac Brown being uh, having his guys in there for you know what is this his fifth year at Carolina uh fourth year (laughs) I'll look that up I think that he's been there for long enough that he's got his guys in there already um so hopefully you know if if you think about that way this is the critical point in the coaching career where he will be able to you know have who he wants on there have his recruits in there and so maybe the defense is a lot better this year I guess we'll have to see I I know that our offense is pretty good our rushing offense i think is going to be really good this year i'm really excited to see how they use all of our rushing attacks and i think this is the game that we're going to see um if we have a chance in the coastal if we beat north carolina i think we've got a great chance if we lose i'm i'm 
pretty sure we're not going to win if we lose this game. So this is a really pivotal game right here. It's going to tell us a lot about the season. Yeah, absolutely. And UNC will have already somewhat had that type of game. Mm-hmm. They open on Friday against Virginia Tech yeah. in Blacksburg. So yeah. that'll be a big game for them. Oh they play my Georgia gosh. State yeah. um, the week before us. So then they'll come into us uh, the weekend against UVA, you know, put their feet under them. For UVA, this will be a really big game, as you said, an yeah. opportunity to raise some eyebrows and really push the team towards at least the front of coastal consideration. Yeah, I... And to answer your question, sorry, Mac Brown has been at UNC since 2019. So this will be his third season at UNC third and season. this tenure at least. Yeah, in the, in this in this run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. That makes sense. I don't know why I thought it was longer. I guess, you know, they've just had so much success recruiting and they've done pretty well recently. I guess it it seemed longer. Um in any case, so I think we're both marking this as a loss. Uh, two and one. Although we have, we do want to say we have high hopes that we can win. It's just on paper right now, it seems like it might go Carolina's way. Um, next up, we have a home game against Wake Forest on Friday. Uh, so we have a short week, six-day week, and then we... Uh, play at 7 p.m. on ESPN2 on that Friday. Rob, how are you feeling about Wake Forest this year? I really view this as a gut check game. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember, UVA played and lost at Wake Forest last year. That was the first game, or truly, really the only game Brennan Armstrong missed, but mm-hmm. that game was the game where they really broke out the three-quarterback system with yeah. Lindell Stone, Ira Armstead, and Keaton Thompson. That was crazy. And Virginia, yeah, it was wild i and it worked somewhat effectively you can't can't do that forever but it worked better than i thought it was gonna work Mm -hmm. but regardless uva hung tight in that game wake forest scored uh towards the end to make the score look a bit more lopsided than it actually was the Mm -hmm. final was 40 to 23 a wake forest win and i think wake forest is going to be pretty good again this year and so long story short, I have trouble predicting this game. I really view this game as a toss-up. So for me, the way I view it is, what do I really think about this EVA team? Mm-hmm. And I really think they're going to be pretty good. I don't know how much the schedule is going to allow that to show in the final record, but I really do think this EVA team is going to be pretty good. So for me, even though it was a short week, it's at home. It's a night game where UVA has had a lot of success recently. I think this will be a great game back and forth. But I'll say UVA by a field goal beats Wake Forest. Okay. That's a – I like that. Think about Wake Forest. So they start off their season on Friday as well versus ODU. Then they play Norfolk the next week. And then they play Florida State. All three of those games are at home. So the game at UVA is going to be their first away game also on a short week. Uh, I mean, I think home field advantage is so big. You know, for a Friday night game, I think it could get a lot of people excited about that. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to see how our team competes with this Wake Forest team. That, you know, frankly, in recent years, Wake Forest has gotten better, but they're not, like, known for a lot of... They're not known for being a team in football that, you know, plays really well each year. You know, they might have a good year here and there, but they are not someone who is a powerhouse. 
I think I might chalk this up to a win as well. And um, this might be a time for our team to really step it up after, you know, a game against, a tough game against North Carolina. The only, the other thing that worries me is the next week is at Miami on a Thursday. So it's a second short week in a row. And we'll talk about Miami in a sec, but I'm afraid the only thing is that we might look ahead to that Miami game. Um, Cause it is in within the coastal. It's a little bit more important and it's against a better team. Uh, so that, that's what worries me. I agree. And, you know, I really do feel like this game is a toss-up, and it's funny, your characterization of Wake Forest, it's really how I think about UVA, a team mm-hmm. that has been on the rise recently. You know, UVA and Wake Forest competes for a lot of the same players. We recently just lost a running back recruit really wanted. Uh, he ended up committed to Wake Forest. So, you know, you recruit the same type of players, similar mindset as, you know, an academic institution, as a mm-hmm. football program, and really similar trajectories the past year. I think Wake Forest is a very solid team and we saw how effective while unusual, but still effective uh, their offense can be mm-hmm. last year. So if this was on the road, I'd probably pick wake forest. But since this is at home Friday night at UVA, I think that gives me enough of an edge to say, I think UVA is going to win this game. albeit very, very closely. Yeah. I'm, I'm just interested to see, you know, and it's so, it's so, this is such a difficult exercise because you want to say, oh, we're going to win that game for each one. But at the end of the day, we don't know, you know, at this point last year, our, you know, we were decimated injury-wise. Our our quarterback was hurt and hadn't been, wasn't coming back yet. And then we were, you know, we had players with COVID problems and then our secondary was getting injured. So, you know, we just don't know what, what's going to happen. But at this point, hopefully we're around three and one. And that's the hope. Uh, yeah, I think you. we both have us at three and one mm-hmm. as of this Wake Forest game. Yeah. And so this is where it gets a little bit dicey, right? Because we have a short week to prepare for Wake Forest. And then the next week, we have another short week. We play on Thursday at Miami. And that's at 730. That's on ESPN, which is pretty fun. But, you know, that that's tough. I, I just, I think that's really weird that we got scheduled for two short weeks in a row i don't know i don't know if i've ever seen that before yeah i mean i'm trying to think of that now i really can't remember anything like we've played our thursday night games although not that many we played our weird friday night games Mm -hmm. but i can't remember anything back to back like this right right and a lot of times you know you'll have like a buy or something before it or because that because that way you know you have a you play a game you have an off week and then you have a you have time to prepare and then you have another longer week after that uh midweek game but in this case we've got two short weeks and then we play on that next saturday um so it's just kind of a weird thing that is going on and um yeah i'm i'm displeased but you know we can't change that at this point. With Miami, we're going down there. Historically, not a lot of success in Miami, except, of course, for that great win in the last game of the Orange Bowl, um, what seems like many years ago at this point. Rob, how do you feel about the game at Miami? Yeah, I mean, first, as you alluded to, 
Virginia, even though we've played well against Miami the past several years, we actually haven't won at Miami since 2011. So it's been a long time since we've won a game actually down there. And another thing, too, as you mentioned, this is kind of what I was talking about at the beginning, is just the schedule, the schedule isn't very favorable. I mean, not only is it three short weeks back-to-back, but you also have each one of these three games are very pivotal pivotal conference games. I mean, all of these are in the month of September. I mean, we're going to know very well where UVA stands within the ACC by the end of September. Yeah. Now, Miami, Miami has an interesting schedule. So they kick off against Clemson, which I think will just handle them very easily. Then they have Appalachian State, not a game to overlook. App State is frequently ranked. Mm -hmm. Michigan State, another game not to overlook. And then Central Connecticut State, and then they play us. So they'll have kind of a uh, cupcake game, for lack of a better words, before they roll into us. But it's not inconceivable that this Miami team will be tested, tired, you know, whatever you want to say. So this is another game where if this game was in Charlottesville, I would actually feel somewhat confident picking UVA. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know exactly how Derek King is going to look coming back from that ACL injury. Um, and even thinking about last year, UVA, I think Miami was top 20 or so team when UVA played them. Mm-hmm. And it was Brennan Armstrong's first game back after injury. Virginia played pretty well. They gave up a early touchdown, but otherwise UVA kept it pretty close. There were plenty of opportunities they had to really take advantage and potentially even win that game. Mm-hmm. But this season, you know, another short week. I'd, I'd imagine if Derek King has some rust, it's probably gone by now. Again, you know, if this was in Charlottesville, I'd feel more confident. But on the road against preseason number 14, Miami, I think this is most likely a loss. How are you thinking about this? No, that's that's how I'm feeling, too. And, you know, I hate to say it because, like, you know, I hate I really Miami is one of the most annoying teams to play. I mean, their fans just piss me off to no end. And, you know, they're all about like the U. They haven't been relevant really in oh since they joined the ACC really like they joined the ACC as like this premier football team with a lot of history they haven't really done they've done some stuff but they haven't done a lot to hold up their kind of end of the bargain on that I I just dislike them a lot I I think you know it's frustrating the last two years we've played them have been at Miami this is gonna be the third year in a row that we play at Miami yeah, it is kind of crazy. And it's the exact opposite with Duke. This will be the third year in a row Duke plays in Charlottesville. Right. I would much rather play at Duke than at Miami, personally. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with the with the COVID year, they, they did this funky scheduling where they just, like, said, to heck with all the all of the home-and-homes stuff. You know, we're going to just send you random places. So this is our third year in Miami. So 2019, we lose 17-9. And a really that was a brutal game. Really, that was so ugly. Really ugly game. Um, Perkins only had 27 rushing yards. That was the high. That was the high of the of the day. Um, we lose 17 to nine. It was on a Friday. I want to say it was raining. Um, yeah, it rained for a bit. That was when Bryce Hall got hurt as well. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what a miserable game. Next year, uh, and that in in that year that was a two loss losing streak so that that was bad too 
Next, last year, of course, during COVID, we lose 19 to 14. Um, as you said, pretty close game, but like, you know, we just couldn't make it at the end. That was a, um, there was a pivotal fumble uh, in, I think, in at least in Miami's section of the field last year by, um, by, uh, who was it? It was. Oh. I know Mike Collins had the untimely fumble. That was 2019. Okay, Brennan Armstrong fumbled last year too in the okay on the last drive. But you know, it's it is what it is. I, I'm thinking for this year. I'm hoping we can keep it close. It should be. You know, Miami is always a tough team. They have the athletes. They've got the. They play in the big stadium. It's always muggy. People get injured down there. People get cramps. It's just it's just a tough place to play. And so I, I'm going to say this is another loss for us, unfortunately. Um, but I hope we can keep it close, and I hope that we don't embarrass ourselves on national tele- television. Yeah, and, you know, I don't think we're going to embarrass ourselves. I, I think either. this is a game – I think it's going to be pretty similar to the past two years' games. For some reason, our offense just stalls when we go down there, mm-hmm. regardless of how well the offense has played before. And Virginia really has done a pretty good job slowing down these Miami quarterbacks. I mean, Derek King was so good last year for Miami. Really wasn't that spectacular against UVA. I mean, Mm -hmm. didn't have that many long rushes, with the exception of the one deep ball he had on the first drive. UVA really did a good job of keeping that Miami offense contained. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be another ugly game. I just have a hard time picking UVA. Again, so much of my decision making here just comes from the fact that UVA has really struggled on the road. It's yeah. something that Bronco has identified as an area where the team must get better in order to take the next step. But until we really see it, I just have a hard time picking UVA to win these really big conference games on the road. Yeah, I just yeah, it's just tough and, you know, at this point I think our program's in a really good state, but it's not in a state where I feel comfortable in every road game. And until they show us that they can win road games consistently, it's just so tough to pick them in these road games. Because as you said earlier, historically, we're one of the worst road teams of um, of all time. Like, not of all time, but like re- in recent years, we are not great on the road. Yeah, no, I mean... It's tough. It's tough to argue against the numbers on that one. Yeah. Um. All right. So at this point, we we're both in agreement on this. Uh, two and three and two, um, and one and two in the ACC so far. So not looking too hot. But we do have a long week. We play at Louisville, uh, the next Saturday, which is the first game in October. Rob, how are we feeling about Louisville? How are we feeling about? This is um this is the only time all season we're gonna have two road games in a row. Hey, I mean that's a good good stat to throw in there. Yeah. Um no, I mean I I actually feel pretty good about this game. This was a game last year where UVA, the past defense really wasn't good, but UVA's offense really clicked. Um they forced timely turnovers out of Louisville. Mm-hmm. So this was a game where I feel fairly confident. I feel Malik Cunningham is a good quarterback but really not that great a quarterback Mm -hmm. um you know he's a guy that honestly i feel like can do probably more damage with his legs than with his arm Mm -hmm. which he certainly did against uva last year 
So I think this is a UVA win. Again, the whole idea of being on the road kind of it worries me. And I don't I don't think UVA is going to win this game by a lot necessarily. Uh, just looking at a schedule last year, UVA won 31 to 17. Although I remember watching that game and it never felt close while I was watching, or yeah. it always felt close while I was watching it. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think this is a game. UVA's had a tough stretch. They've played the two most difficult teams, presumably in the coastal already, and UNC and Miami. I think this is a game where UVA, as you said, on a longer week, kind of is able to reset, get their feet under them, and is able to pick up a win. What are you thinking with this game? Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, Louisville's always tough. It's that rivalry game, although it's not really quite the same as like a playing a Maryland or a or a UNC just because they're so new. Uh it and it's not like basketball either where we where we've really kind of dominated them in basketball over since they've joined the ACC. And to be fair, Louisville was always a like good football program but they're not a program it's not like their basketball program right where you know it's like oh louisville you know the louisville basketball program is something that you that you know of the louisville football program is not kind of at the same place so it's not an intimidating thing they do have a big stadium you know last year we are the game gets postponed and then we go in the next week and we beat them 31 to 17 and you know, I'm I'm feeling good about this game. And I like what you said about a reset kind of after playing those two tough teams within three weeks of each other, uh, North Carolina and Miami. I think that this is and you know, this is a halfway in the season kind of thing too, right? So it, we're at the halfway point. Where are we in the season? If we're four and two, that's pretty good. Four and two, two and two in the ACC, that's pretty good. But if we're three and three and we're one and three in the ACC. That that's a whole different story, and it's a huge outlook on a really kind of tough end of the season as well. There, there's no like break in this season. It's just like yeah. there's just like game after game that's just tough. Um, so yeah, I, I I would say it's a really close game. So do you have Virginia winning then? I do, but I I'm nervous to say that. <laughs> I hate I hate saying that, but I do think we can win this game. We should I think we should win this game. I agree. I think we should, and like you said, there's no real break. You know, the past several years we've had a Liberty late in the season before mm-hmm. Liberty got good. Last year we had Abilene Christian late in the season, which I love those games. And you look yeah. at all these SEC schools; they do the same thing. They schedule kind of a cupcake game, call mm-hmm. it halfway to three quarters of the way through the season just to kind of rest refocus virginia won't have that luxury this year they'll have nine days Mm -hmm. between miami and playing louisville i think that'll be enough and this is a stretch where uva is really going to have to make some hay with their schedule because it's a difficult schedule as you said we'll get to it here in a second the end is probably tougher than the stretch we just alluded to I so think, this think, is an opportunity for uva to make up some ground i think we could discuss that i you know if the beginning is if that middle section is harder or if that or if that end section is harder there's a i think there's a case to be made for that stretch of at carolina wake forest at miami at louisville but you know that last four of at byu at versus notre dame at Pitt tech at home that's tough as well and we'll we'll talk about all four of those later. 
But first, I do want to talk about our sponsors from Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It is free to download and free to use. You can talk to other fans, talk to athletes, and talk to insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. All you have to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, which is free on the iOS app store. You create a profile, link your Twitter, and you join whatever groups you want so that you can discuss all the sports that you want. Come and uh, share your takes on Spotify Greenroom. All right, so halfway through the season, we're hopefully four and two, maybe three and three if it's going poorly. If it's anything less than that, I think something's gone very wrong. Um, to be at like a two and four situation. I agree. I mean, if you're in that situation, then it means you've lost to Illinois or maybe you've lost to Wake Forest. Neither of those games, I think, will be easy for UVA, but I do think UVA should win those games. So I agree. We have, we're both in agreement so far halfway through the season, Mm -hmm. four and two, two and two in conference, which leads us to Duke, a team that UVA has beat what, six times in a row now? Yeah. So, Dustin, does UVA make it seven against Duke? I hope so. I mean, Duke is not anything special. Duke was not special last year. Um, I don't think Duke is going to be any special this year. It's just um, it's a good feeling to beat them again because they're so annoying in everything else, <laughs> especially basketball. They're just, you know, it's, it's annoying and but this year with football, you know, and and Cutcliffe is a good coach. You know, he for a few years there, he really had them playing really well, and they've kind of slipped again. I don't think, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat, but for sure, Coach uh, Cutcliffe is like the. I feel like the magic's worn off a little bit, you know, at Duke, and it's kind of back to the same old like you know when I was growing up, it was like Duke win, easy win, don't even. Don't even watch the game against Duke. It's just not worth it. But now, but for a few years there, especially I think when we were in college, it was like, oh, Duke's actually pretty good. You know, they had Daniel Jones. They had a couple other good players. I think that now it's less scary. And I think that's a win at home. A week after Louisville, I think at this point, we're probably going to need that, that win. So I think that win will be a nice boost in the in the win total for the ACC yeah I agree I think UVA wins this game I don't think it's really even that close to be honest and I like what you said about Cutcliffe I feel like you know I admittedly have not watched or listened to Titus and Tate as much recently but I feel like he's constantly like the equivalent of their good guy of the week (laughs) like oh he's a good coach but Uh Duke's going to suck this year. Like, yeah. I feel like we're just kind of balancing that a lot over the past few years. And he's certainly respected, especially as an offensive mind. And, you know, obviously he coached the Mannings and mm-hmm. got Duke to win a coastal, which is yeah. as much as UVA can say over the past 15 years. Right. But I do, I agree. I do think the magic has run out a little bit down in Durham. And I think UVA wins this game fairly easily to improve to five and two and three and two in conference. And you know, he's pretty old too, right? Like, so he might not even be staying for that much longer. Now, I don't think he would be fired per se. I think that there's too much, too much good guy in him to fire him. (laughs) 
but I think that they might try and force him out at some point. If especially if this season goes poorly, um, you know, last year with COVID, it was kind of a kind of a you know gimme season for everyone. But this year, it's kind of like okay, we're all back and let's let's get to it. So we'll see. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think I think it should be an easy win though. That's the hope. And they were two and nine last year. I mean, Chase Bryce clearly didn't work out. So, yeah, we'll see what kind of comes around. But I'd be surprised if UVA did not win that game. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, so let's move on, which is to a probably more difficult game against Georgia Tech. Hopefully not too difficult, but still a game that we shouldn't overlook. Um, we didn't play Georgia Tech last year for, you know, whatever stupid reason, but, uh, two years ago, we barely beat them, uh, 33-28. It was a closer game than probably anyone would have wanted, and that was the first year after, was that the first year after, um, they were done with the triple option? It was, yes. Yeah, so that was kind of a game that was like, Okay, guys, what are we doing? Why are we, why are we, losing? Why are we not beating this team? Because uh, they they had no one. They they really did not have a lot of play, players on that team anymore. Uh, by this time, you know, hopefully, who's the coach there now? Uh, Jeff Collins. Okay, he hopefully at this point he's got his people in place. I think, you know, Georgia Tech seems to be like they're doing okay um, as a program, so. You know, I, I'm just thinking this might be a little bit tougher than people think. I agree. I still think UVA wins this game, but this is kind of, I don't want to say it's a make or break year because I'm generally of the belief you should give football coaches four years to really, assuming you still have confidence in them, four years I think is enough to really flush out, you know, is mm-hmm. this going to work or not? Mm-hmm. So as you alluded to, Jeff Collins had a huge rebuild going on when he took over a triple option football team. Mm -hmm. They went three and nine in 2019. And last season COVID was kind of weird and we didn't get to see them since we didn't play them, but they went three and seven. So not the best record either. Yeah. So I think this actually is a pretty important season for Jeff Collins to see, you know, if there's really any magic here, because Mm -hmm. I did like the hire to begin with for Georgia tech, but I think, I think he's due for or he really kind of needs a better season this year to kind of stay on the right track now georgia tech does have a bye week before they play us they play duke on october 9th and then have a bye week and then play at uva i don't think georgia tech is able to overlook duke by any means Mm -hmm. but they're not exactly playing clemson two weeks before us and then they have the bye so i agree i think this game could be tough I still like, I mean, are you sensing the theme here? I think it's a tough game, but I think UVA pulls out ahead. But <laughs> I, I mean, I feel this. like I could say that for pretty much every game on think, this schedule. I think we've said that for every game so far. Yeah. You're like, I don't really know, but like, I hope we win. And I think we do. <laughs> so. I will say I've gone through this exercise. You know, you've probably done the same well before we even started this podcast. Yeah. And I will say this is probably the least confident I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And the, games we predicted just because i have confidence in this uva team i think we're gonna, they're gonna be pretty good but the rest of the acc is better too yeah so it's just so anyway difficult. with that sorry can <laughs> i add, i just want to add to that it's so difficult because last year you know we it was covid and you know 
games were canceled, teams were messed up, you know, we have all these players playing another extra year. We don't know how that's going to affect everything. So I think it's really difficult this year to pick these games because we didn't watch a lot of us last year, but we also didn't watch a lot of other teams last year either. So we like we didn't see bowl games, which is a big tell for like future future um like future players and 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 how the team's going to do the next year. It, it was just it's just tough, I think, tougher than usual to to figure it out you know so i i think that i think we're in the right to say maybe maybe not it for each game <laughs> i don't think we're, it's unreasonable that's what I'm, that's yeah. what i'm saying no i mean i'm as i know you are we're predicting games to the best of our ability like, i wouldn't say we're gonna win if i didn't think we were gonna win but at right. the same time there's probably a little less confidence there yeah than there has been in years past yeah. but anyway back to georgia tech I do think this is a game UVA pulls out again, because I keep going back to what are my preseason expectations for this team? I think the offense is going to be really solid defense is a bit of a wild card, but Mm -hmm. I think this is going to be a good rushing offense. Even if Brennan Armstrong is really carrying the load, I have confidence in this offensive line. And I think this passing offense is going to be pretty explosive, you know, especially if Dontavian Wick stays healthy and heck, for all we know, Lavelle Davis might be back by now. By right. all accounts, Lavelle Davis is making great progress. Yeah. So, you know, all that to say, I'll I'll pick UVA in this one, but I would be surprised. I think this game is going to be pretty close. I'll say UVA by ten, but mm-hmm. might not feel it might be tied at halftime, or UVA might be down at some point. I think it'll be a battle. Yeah, I was actually told off on Twitter last week that that Lavelle Davis is for sure going to be back in October. Um, and I don't know about that. I like, if he comes back earlier than November, that's amazing. Um, it's just ACL is so tough, um, with, with anything. And, but the recovery, hopefully his recovery is going, it, it sounds like it's going well too. So that's a, that's a good thing. So we have two wins in a row at versus Duke versus Georgia tech. And the next week, Saturday, October 30th, for that Halloween weekend, we're at BYU. Uh, Bronco making his return to Utah and to where he was at, his, where his coaching, where he coached for, I don't know, what was it, like 10 years or something before before leaving for UVA? So he was defensive coordinator there from 03 to 04. And then he was head coach from 05 to 2015. So over a decade. Oh, I was right. 10 years as coach. Head coach. Head coach. That's what I was talking about, head coach. Yeah. No, I mean, certainly a lot of our staff's roots are there, mm-hmm. and it's going to be emotional. Bronco has already said yeah. how emotional he feels. I mean, he doesn't even want to play this game. Yeah. His idea is he views BYU as a faith-based institution, mm-hmm. and he has kind of this moral dilemma mm-hmm. having to play and compete against them. Mm-hmm. I, I'm guessing BYU said, we appreciate that, but we're still going to play this game. Yeah. Um, but I know this isn't a game. This is a game that'll be very emotional for him. And mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of the coaching staff. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I think it's a, it's kind of a nice return to, to the roots, right? Like, and I think I saw something on Twitter a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, where it was some BYU people talking about, like, you know, how do we feel about Bronco coming back? And I think the general consensus is like, you know, we'll give him a nice clap at the beginning of the game. I, I think that a lot of people 
were probably really surprised when he left, but I don't think there's a lot of bad blood with BYU and Bronco, even though it's a little weird, you know, it's kind of like, um, I don't think it's, I don't think it's necessarily a, uh, a bad thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the biggest story, obviously that's the biggest storyline going into the game mm-hmm. is Bronco and the staff. I mean, think of Papinga, Hal, TJ, mm-hmm. I mean, several guys, Shane Hunter, yeah. um, coming with him to UVA. So obviously that's a huge storyline. I mean, I think of this almost as a rivalry game. And what worries me a little bit with this game is we've seen UVA when it's really big moments and when there's kind of emotion on the side, you know, I'm thinking a lot to Virginia Tech games. Yeah. Um, but even like pivotal conference games over the past few years, you know, we lost to Georgia Tech in 2018 and what was a similar type of game is what I think this one will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I worry that maybe our guys will be a little too excited. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, you could really flip a coin for my prediction on this. But I want to pick EVA to win, and so, I think I'm going to. So let me ask you this: Is it? Um, are you like? Do you think the players are going to be up for this game, or is it just the coaches? Because I don't think that a lot of the players have ties to Utah, right? No, I mean you're exactly right, and that's a great point to make because, as you said, I think we're recruiting the state a little bit more now. Yeah. Uh, you know, we have couple players in the past few classes that have committed but maybe not necessarily stepped foot on grounds from utah Mm -hmm. but at the same time this like you said this is contained to the coaches i mean this is them going back to their grounds not so much the players Mm -hmm. and a interstate rivalry against virginia tech for example yeah yeah that makes a lot of sense um with byu of course last year they they actually played really well last year um they were they only lost one game in 2020 to Coastal Carolina, who, of course, was just a really good team last year. Uh, they beat. They didn't really beat anyone good. They beat. They crushed Boise State, who was ranked at the time. They beat UCF in a in a bowl game, but other than that, they they didn't really play a whole lot of people. Navy, Troy, Louisiana Tech, Houston is a team I know. <laughs> um, San Diego State, um, but of course they they had uh, Zach Wilson as their quarterback, who is now the uh, quarterback on the Jets, the New York Jets. So he is gone. They're gonna have a new quarterback this year. Um, so that's a good thing. I I didn't want to play him, although he would have been electric to watch. I think in college. Oh yeah, he would have been fun. Yeah, not that I. I'd rather than play like Tech or somebody right, than have yeah, to play us. Yeah. Oh, he would have torn apart our secondary last year. Um, anyway, like I think it's tough once again. We don't know this team that well. Uh, I think they play, you know, when I think of BYU, I think of I think of tough, I think of I think of hard defense, you know. And I think with a new quarterback this year, you know, we're gonna be late into the season late enough into the season that we're going to know exactly kind of what we're getting with them. I think by the time we play them. So whether their new quarterback works out or not, I think we'll see. And of course uh, we'll see again, what they're, um, what they're going to be doing. They have some tough games at the beginning of their season. They play air against Arizona state and Utah, which is a big rivalry game for them. They play Arizona. So they're playing a lot of PAC 12 teams. They play Baylor who I, I think is, still not great um after all the sanctions they've had 
but uh but yeah i think playing uva at home is a is a not overlookable game for them so i think this is a game that they're going to be up for um yeah it, this this one's tough to call i would i would say we win too but it could this is a coin flip honestly yeah and as i was kind of picking this game you know obviously byu was pretty good last year although i will say the one game where they really faced competition um you know at least legit level competition in coastal mm-hmm. carolina they didn't really play up to the way they had played before mm-hmm. so what they were 11 and 1 last year but then it was somewhat of a flash in the pan in both 2018 and 2019. They were seven and six. Mm-hmm. So it's not like BYU has been this consistently dominant program the past few years. I think last year might have been a bit of an outlier having mm-hmm. a guy like Zach Wilson at quarterback. Yeah. So again, this comes back to what do I think of this UVA team? And I think even though it's on the road, and that's like my biggest hang up in picking UVA to win this game. Yeah. But I do, I do, again, I think this UVA team is going to be pretty good. So. Yeah. When I take that into consideration, I'll say, you know, confidence level, like 51%, just barely getting over the hump. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm going to pick EVA to win this game, which if I do, I, you know, I keep saying how every game is going to be tough. It's going to be close. If EVA wins this game, according to this prediction, they'd be seven and two, which isn't a yeah. bad record at all. No, that's amazing. And that always makes me nervous. To... <laughs> it's like, do we need to rethink this a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> what have we done? <laughs> who, who thinks we're going to be seven and two? But yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, it's just a, you know, this is, I mean, we, we believe in this team. This is why I don't bet on sports, right? Is because I think with my heart and not with my head, and I just believe we're going to win all these games. The only two games we've said we're going to lose are against ranked team, probably the two best teams in the Coastal this year, UNC and Miami. So, you know, the, and the weird thing about football season, there's always a games that, you know, you win some you don't expect you and you lose some that you don't expect. Exactly. Some. Yep. And that's a very classic UVA season. Um, Like last year in 2020, for example, you know, we beat North Carolina and you know we lose to wake forest um so you know it it comes and goes let's uh let's go ahead and move on so we're we're gonna chalk that up to a maybe win uh rob thinks that rob thinks a win is uh definite and i'm saying it's more of a eh but we'll no, see no you gotta pick a side man you gotta pick a side I can't let you get by with that i'm saying we win i'm saying we win Okay, so we're both half us at seven and two. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, we have a bye week. We don't have a game uh, for the next week. But the week after that, we are having Notre Dame at home. Uh, Notre Dame is ranked ninth in the preseason. That is going to be a big game. And I'm excited to go to that game. I think Scott Stadium is going to be pumped for that game. That's mid-October. Hopefully perfect football weather. Just a little chilly. Nice hoodie season. Rob, how do you feel about Notre Dame. You know, this is the first game that I'll say I really don't think UVA has much of a chance. Mm-hmm. I think the talent gap is just too big. Mm-hmm. And even though Notre Dame, you know, Ian Book was that was always a day like how good is Ian Book actually? Right. Um, he certainly made plays for them. Their new quarterback Jack Cohn, uh, transfer from Wisconsin, he'll be suiting up for them this year. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's somewhat similar to UNC, how mm-hmm. UNC has really been at the top of the recruiting rankings for the past two years. But Notre Dame is at the top every year. And from top to bottom, the roster is just better in South Bend. 
So mm-hmm. I think, you know, like UVA kept it close. They kept it interesting for a half when they played in 2019. But, and if you remember that game, our offensive line got killed in yeah. that game. Yeah. But I really just don't, I don't see UVA being able to keep up with Notre Dame this time around. So I'll pick Notre Dame to win. I think it depends a lot on how Notre Dame's new quarterback and new system, uh, not a new system, but how, how's, who is their new quarterback? How do they do? And where are they, um, you know, defensively? They, they always have the players right they they're always going to out recruit us they're one of those teams that just like gets the five star players you know some of them at least and so they've got the talent um they 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 are going to be bigger than us they're probably going to be stronger than us i would love to see a win here and you know you know we 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 sometimes keep it close against teams that are really good especially in Scott Stadium uh you know think back to the Notre Dame, Notre Dame game i, th- I want to say in like 2016 or 2017 when they when we lost in the last second yeah 2015 Um, okay 2015 you know that one was really tough but uh but we kept it close so i think notre dame is a team that's beatable but they're very solid it's really hard to beat them i'm gonna say this is a loss as well all right so with that two games left on the schedule uva standing at seven and three into a tough road game at Pittsburgh, a place where UVA has really struggled. I think UVA, mm-hmm. and not just at Pittsburgh, just against Pittsburgh in general. Yeah. We beat them in 2019 in the season opener, which which uh, proved out to be a pretty critical win that season. Mm-hmm. So can UVA repeat and win on the road in Pittsburgh? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I don't believe Kenny Pickett's a good quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> I never have. I I believe we can beat them. And at this point in the season, um, I think our run game is gonna take over the ACC at this point. And I'm looking forward to playing some bully ball against Pitt. And I agree with you. So <laughs> we're we're lockstep here through 11 games. I think UVA wins. And I think the hardest thing when you're playing against Pittsburgh Mm -hmm. is the ability to match their physicality. And we've seen that, especially when you have to play on the road, Heinz field, which isn't really like a great college football place anyway. It's just kind of always dead for their games. I'm sure it's going to be cold and freezing and everything else that's similar. The ground's going to be like hard as concrete. It's just going to be awful. (laughs) It'll probably be raining or snowing (laughs) or something. (laughs) Uh, but no, I think this is a game where offensively, at least, UVA can match their physicality. And I mm-hmm. think defensively, if the line stays healthy, which is always a big assumption, yeah. but I think defensively, while the secondary might struggle, I agree. I'm not really scared of Kenny Pickett. I think no. the front seven will be able to hold their own against Pittsburgh. And I think our offensive line is going to be strong enough and physical enough to make this a game that UVA can win. So again, confidence level, like not that high. <laughs> But I do think UVA should win this game. I agree, and I'm I'm there with you. And that means, that, and the one thing about this game, they can't overlook it, right? They, if they're looking ahead to next week against Tech, you know it it could go really poorly. Um, I don't want them to do that. I would much rather beat Pitt and not overlook them. Of course, that I mean that's obvious, <laughs> but but you know it's just like. Like, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, because they they put this this program puts such an emphasis on this game. They they say beat Tech every 
every week. It's in the locker room. It's just like, you know, I don't want them to overlook it. And speaking of the Tech game, Tech game is on oh, November 27th. It is on a Saturday this year, which is nice. I, I like that, actually. Um, I, although I, I actually kind of like the, the Friday games after Thanksgiving. You know, it's a nice rivalry on Friday. How do you how do you feel about the the Thanksgiving week Friday games? I'm okay with the Friday games as long as it's not a noon kick. The noon yeah. kicks just make it that much harder. It was but brutal. I'm with you. I kind of like brutal. the Friday yeah. uh, games because then you get like all of Saturday to see the rest of the mm-hmm. college football rivalries. That's so true. and plus like if you're gonna lose to tech, then you might as well just like get, stop dragging out the anticipation. You might as well like, get just play this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, this could be. This is a tough game, right? It's tough every year, you know. Throw out the skill; it's a, it's a rivalry game, all that crap. You know, it's it's just tough, and they've been better than us for a long time. Um, this year, I'm not sure it's any different that they m- might have more skill than us, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I think their defense is is going to be pretty good this year. Yeah, I I really want to pick UVA to win this game, I do and too. I think. I think UVA will probably be better. But that said, I think UVA has been the better team every time they've played going back to 2018. Mm-hmm. In the past three years, when I considered UVA to be the better team than Virginia Tech, UVA is still one and three mm-hmm. or one and two in those games. And I just have such a hard time predicting UVA to win this game yeah. until I can see that they consistently do so. And I know people have different approaches. I know some people have my approach. I know other people that are just going to say, I'm always going to pick UVA or for Tech. And it's mm-hmm. like, well, if you watch football the past 20 years, right. it's just hard to do so. So even though I think UVA will be better, and I've listened to some other people make predictions, and it's a lot of people are saying, you know, this could be Justin Fuente's last game yeah. in Blacksburg if things really go off the rails. Good. But I'm just <laughs> – yeah, but – I'm just not ready to predict it until, you know, until I see otherwise. Yeah. I think you have to predict Virginia Tech in this I, game. I think I'm not actually sure when we did this last year that we actually said anything. I'm, I think we might have just said we don't know. <laughs> I, I think I think we just kind of left it hanging up in the air um, it, prediction wise. It is in Charlottesville this year. Not that it matters. They they travel so well it's stupid and i hate it um uh the the let's go Hokies chant in scott stadium is probably one of the worst things in the whole world i think um, yeah it's just demoralizing yes yeah, sports sports wise of course so i i i want to say uva i think we i think we can do it i think that you know i think our quarterback situation is better I think at this point, Brennan's going to find himself. He's going to know himself. Uh, there there should be no rust at this point. And I'm looking forward to being tech again. That's what I'm going to say. All right. So I like it. So after 12 football games, I have us at 8-4, and 5-3 and three in conference. And Dustin, you have us at 9-3, and 6-2 and two in conference. Mm-hmm. But the only game we're differing on is Virginia Tech. <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, who knows? You know, maybe we beat a Miami, maybe we lose to a Duke or a Georgia Tech, and anything can happen this season. So I, I'm really looking forward to this season. I think it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to going to some games. 
and having a good time. Having fans back in the stadium is going to be amazing. Uh, I really miss going to Scott Stadium last year. You know, it's not like a it like the the atmosphere is not always the best, but it is a. <laughs> I think it's a really nice stadium. Actually, I think it's beautiful. I love the hill. Uh, we're going to be able to bring alcohol to our seats this year, which is incredible from the beer gardens. Yep. And we don't just have to <laughs> – I didn't go. I never went because I couldn't see the game from there. So that was <laughs> way more important to me. So I never went to the beer garden. But now you can buy alcohol at other places. So that will be fun. Uh, Rob, any last thoughts on this season? Yeah, I mean, I think we've alluded to both of these, or at least one of them, as kind of keys to the season to, in order to reach what I think we're, whether it's your record, my record, or somewhere in that ballpark, a respectable record against a tough schedule. Mm-hmm. I think, obviously, as you've alluded to, the secondary has to be better. Yeah. I mean, the secondary just has to make an improvement. Yeah. And TBD, if they will, you know, bring in new guys, um, and Anthony Johnson, uh, Josh Hayes is battling some injuries right now, but hopefully he's back for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, Joey Blunt stays healthy. If Darius Braden can play up to the level he played at in 2018, there's a lot of ifs, mm-hmm. but the secondary just has to be better. Yeah. And the second thing is Brennan Armstrong really has to stay healthy mm-hmm. and knock on wood. And I'm not wood hard with this Virginia for running a dual threat quarterback has had relatively good injury luck the past yeah couple seasons you know Brennan Armstrong misses a game and a half last year but considering how much Bryce Perkins ran the ball in two seasons before Mm -hmm. and we had the moments where we held our breath with Bryce but he always seemed to get back up Brennan I mean heck he took a beating there was only one game last year or there were two games last year where he had fewer than six carries Mm -hmm. that's it like that guy was running or sorry fewer than 15 carries I mean this guy was running 15 plus times a week every week so I think that'll stay in the offense. I don't mm-hmm. expect that to change, but obviously Brennan Armstrong has to stay healthy for UVA to reach the marks. Yeah, I agree. Said they could. I, I agree with everything you said. I think the injuries is really important too, right? And that, that goes with COVID too, right? Like our guys got to stay safe and stay, um, make sure, you know, I I don't know. Have they, re- do they release the vaccine numbers for the team? So they do not, but you'll know if a team is below the 85% threshold based okay. on how much testing they're doing. So okay. I would assume that UVA is above that threshold. That's good. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, hopefully they stay healthy and no one gets on that COVID list, which is it just kind of ruins everything. Um, one thing I will say, I want to limit mistakes this year. I, I think, you know, a Bronco team has been pretty good. We're really good with penalties, limiting penalties usually. Uh, I want to make sure that Brennan gets his um, interceptions down this year. Last year he had 18 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So, and I know that was a lot of, you know, trying to do a lot, but we need to make sure there's more touchdowns and higher completion percentage as well. But I'm looking forward to the season a lot. Yeah, I mean, if everything we've heard from, bronco if we're reading the tea leaves right as far as our roster goes i think this could be a really good season i mean i think this team has the potential to be better than the 2019 team was the question no i i really do you know the 2019 team was so much of it was just bryce perkins bryce Mm -hmm. perkins was incredible but you look at the rest of the team it's like all right well our receivers were okay but the line wasn't that good our running backs really weren't that good 
the defense really struggled in the second half of the season. I think this team is more well-rounded. Now, the question will be the schedule's tougher against better teams and mm-hmm. with less ideal uh, you know, timing as far as games go. But I do – I think this team could be really, really good. Yeah. I just think – I hope they're able to, you know, avoid the injury bug at least at the right positions yeah. and make it through a full season healthy. And if they do, I think this team has the potential to be pretty pretty darn good. I agree. I agree. I'm really excited for it, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching some games in person this season. Uh, Rob, any last words on football this upcoming season? Besides that, we're ready. No, I think that's it. And before we go out, the one thing we did want to do, even though this is a football preview, we will welcome Isaac Trout to the basketball program, Mm -hmm. a big addition. And don't want to spend too much time on this. I know everyone, including ourselves, are ready to go for football season. But this is a big addition for the basketball program. Third recruit in the 2022 cycle. So definitely a player to get excited about. I think we'll do more of a a breakdown about the him and that recruiting class later in the year, but definitely want to welcome him. It, a huge commitment, and I know the staff worked really hard to to recruit him and and show him that he that he was wanted here. So um, I think it paid off really well because he he didn't even visit Gonzaga. I, I think he was supposed to visit, but he decided to commit earlier to Virginia than he was supposed to. So huge commit. Uh, we're looking forward to having him in. Uh, to one year next year yeah next next start starting in next year um in any case thank y'all so much for listening this has been a long pod but uh <laughs> appreciate y'all making it all the way through we are the guys and ties make sure to follow us on twitter at guys and ties pod make sure to follow us on instagram and snapchat for all that bonus content definitely some more bonus content coming out when we go to games this year uh for sure um make sure to follow us on itunes and spotify if you want to keep listening and we will see y'all next time. Go Hoos. Beat William Mary. Go Hoos. wondered how to say good morning in Italian or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.